When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can you imagine a huge major surgery being done on a human being in a hospital and then them telling that human being to go home in a couple of days once they can leave the hospital safely and get about four to six hours of sleep per night? That would be a good idea for your recovery from this major surgery. Now, I realize that birth is not always a surgery, right? Vaginal birth, even if there's an episiotomy, that would be a tiny little minor one. But C-sections are a surgery. So no matter what your age, no matter how you delivered your baby, I have a guide for you based on my own experience with four babies, having four babies all very differently from C-sections, emergency C-sections to water birth, vaginal in a birth center, okay? And then also working with dozens of clients over the last five years. I've got some really good numbers here that you need to look at for your sleep in the first six to 12 weeks postpartum. Let's get started. Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three, and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Postpartum Coach Podcast. It's Lizzie. I, When I was postpartum with baby Wren, I just had her this last summer. I was writing things down all the time. I was writing, scribbling on scraps of paper in my office, things that I would do differently and that I would teach differently as a postpartum coach now that I had just been through postpartum so freshly. You see, I had my first three kids for all four years apart and in my 20s, mid to late 20s. And then I birthed myself and became a coach and birthed the coaching business that is the postpartum coach. So this was my first postpartum having been, I would say, mental health informed. And I'm not trying to disparage or put down anybody that's not a life coach and saying you're not mental health informed. I just purposefully, even even outside of becoming a certified life coach, um, I really just stepped into the space of mental health because I had had really bad mental health crises. So I made it my business literally and metaphorically (laughs) to become informed. And so then fast forward to 2023, the summer I had baby Wren and I also had three kids at home. I just realized I'm holding crystals in my hands (laughs) in the video. I will just keep them there because they feel good. So I had three other kids at home and I still do. So I have four kids total. My oldest is nine. (laughs) And then my daughter is almost eight. And then my son is six. And then I have a newborn. So, 
anyway, I've been having the best time just sifting through all the things. If you're on the video, they all look like this, just pencil, scribble. I can read them. I know what they say. But was I sleep deprived? Yes. Yes, I was. I also wrote some pretty dang good poetry during this time, which I would love to read to you sometime. But today's episode, I personally think is genius. I think it's so needed. And I wish somebody would have created something like this for me when I was a new mom. Um, Because it's just eerily too commonplace to not get good sleep when you have a new baby, right? We all expect to be sleep deprived postpartum. And yet that is completely giving priority to the part of us that is the new mom. But what about the part of us that is a woman recovering from birth whose body just did the ultimate act of creation and is so climactic and it needs so much attention and recovery. And then on top of that, how many of us had birth trauma complications, really long, long labor? Maybe we got some sort of sickness or our baby did. And maybe we had birth trauma hemorrhaged. It's just there's, or a C-section major surgery. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine Like I said in the beginning of this episode, can you imagine if a doctor was like, okay, you're going to be released from the hospital tomorrow. Surgery went great. And just make sure you get at least, you know, maybe four hours of sleep and you should recover really quick. (laughs) Said no doctor ever, because you know that the more you sleep, the better you recover. And so the cost here, when we only treat our bodies like for its motherhood and we say, okay, nurse the baby. Okay. Stay up with the baby but we don't give our body what it needs to recover from birth. And it's not built into our postpartum culture. The casualty is your mental health. Sometimes the casualty can be your physical recovery too. You might see both. Oftentimes the physical recovery just kind of happens because the body's in demand because the baby needs the milk. And so the last priority is kind of the energy just can't get up there to the brain. (laughs) And while it's not that simple, necessarily all the time. And while I'm not a medical provider, what I did is I have created, and I'm literally looking at it and I created for you a visual. So if you want to see this episode visually on paper, just go to lizzielangston.com forward slash sleep guide, all one word sleep guide. Okay. So I will put that link in the show notes of this episode, lizzielangston.com forward slash sleep guide. And you will be able to see this visually. You'll get a PDF. Okay. You will get it. It'll be like a, yeah, don't worry about it. You'll get it. Um, but this is a, a guide of how much sleep you should be getting after you have your baby specifically in the first six weeks, if you delivered vaginally, and this extends to the first 12 weeks, if you had a C-section or a surgery of any kind, which mostly I'm talking about a C-section, not like a little episiotomy, although episiotomies can be big. If you had any other big complications that were physically hard on you, I would say treat the first 12 weeks with this guide. Um, if you consider your birth non-traumatic, maybe even beautiful and everything went smoothly and it was vaginal, then you can just use this for the first six weeks. But I will say that even after the first six weeks, um, slowly you can get less sleep than this. Okay. Now this was inspired by my postpartum doula. Her name was Marlene. I hired her through cherry blossom doula services. This is not a paid sponsorship. 
I just think they're awesome. They're here in the Mesa, Arizona uh, area. And I actually just went and got a massage there last week. They offer massages too for postpartum women. So great. And um, Marlene said that as a group of postpartum and birth doulas who are seeing a lot of women of all different backgrounds and ages and birth circumstances across the Phoenix Valley, they said that they noticed that more intrusive thoughts, like women will struggle with the scary intrusive thoughts when they're getting six and a half, less than six and a half hours of sleep. So I didn't know that. And I was struggling with intrusive thoughts. And one day Marlene, my postpartum doula came over and she was cooking a hello fresh meal in my kitchen for me, which I had ordered before I had the baby. And she was just chatting with me. I was just, um, the baby was even asleep, but I just needed some human interaction. So I was talking to her and I decided to just tell her that I had had a scary thought the night before in the middle of the night while I was feeding the baby a bottle. And she's like, well, how much sleep are you getting? And so this is where I want to say that I have amazing mental health tools. Like I have a complete library. If you buy my online course, postpartum freedom, I have five hours plus downloadable worksheets and stuff that will really up-level you and support you and help you become resilient postpartum. And it'll help you feel less crazy and Getting enough sleep is also your best friend. And I would say that sleep is an incredibly huge priority. It's one of the first questions I ask all of my clients. And so that is why being the postpartum coach and having just gone through this, I created this guide. So once Marlene told me that fact, I made it a point to get six and a half hours of sleep. And we're talking about per 24 hours, okay? Um, I have a really awesome series on this podcast that you need to check out. If this podcast topic is resonating, it's the 10 lifelines for postpartum thrival and survival. And that's a three part series. It was recorded, um, in like June, 2023. So you can scroll back a dozen or so episodes and you'll see those. Um, but for today, if you need to know how to not, get into a mental health rut and crisis postpartum, stick with this episode. It's going to be for you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And like I said, you can go to lizzielangston.com forward slash sleep guide to see it visually. All right. So this is organized by mom's age and delivery method. So if you're in your 20s and you had a vaginal birth, all the way to being a mom who is 40 years and older with a C-section. That's how it's organized. Okay. So we're going to go through, if you're in your twenties, vaginal, 
than if you're in your 20s, but you have a C-section. If you're in your 30s, vaginal, 30s, C-section. And these are rough numbers. So if you hear some of my numbers and you're like, oh, I think I need more or less sleep than that, by all means. But I think most women assume that they don't need as much sleep as they actually do, especially if you had a C-section and especially if you're becoming a mother at an older age. So I'm 34 and I've got to tell you that having granted, it was an emergency C-section, but having a baby at 34 with three other older kids versus having my first baby at 24, 10 years earlier with no other kids, completely different sleep needs and recovery. And that first baby was vaginal. Now I did have some hemorrhage and stuff. So I actually did sleep a little bit more in the first week or so, but yeah. All right. So let's go through this. If you're in your twenties and you had a vaginal birth, your minimum is 6.5 hours in a 24 hour sleep period. You need to track your sleep. Y'all I'm going to try to also get you a sleep tracker in the same freebie. Um, or maybe you can buy it. I don't know, but I'm going to try to make a sleep tracker as well, because you need to track your sleep. Um, even if you just have an app and I'm not talking about the baby sleep, definitely track the baby sleep and how much they're eating and pooping. I know that's so much, but there's free apps that make it really easy. Um, but what about your sleep? What I liked to do is I had a paper next to my bed where I would sleep (laughs) most of the time. Sometimes I locked myself in my kid's room (laughs) when they weren't using it and just slept in there. Um, but I had a paper next to my bed and it was literally chicken scratch, but I just had a column and I put the day it was like the date which can actually be really hard to keep track of when you're postpartum. So maybe you prepare that in advance. (laughs) Although if the baby surprises you a month or early like mine did, then you'll have to write the date down. But maybe you have your phone nearby. You can see what the date is. So you write the date and then just every time before you go to sleep, look at the clock real quick and jot it down or try to remember for when you wake up, if you absolutely can't lift your hand and the pencil to write it down. I know how that is. Um, and if you can't, rem- you know, if you didn't look at the clock before you fell asleep, you can ask someone, what time was it when I fell asleep, whatever, etc. But, um, yeah, if you're in your twenties and you have a vaginal birth, 6.5 hours minimum and everybody, no matter what your age and your delivery track your sleep. Now, um, ideally you're going to get seven to nine hours. That's your ideal in 24 hours within 24 hours. That doesn't mean you sleep seven to nine hours at night. Obviously you're waking up in the night. You have your baby. But that means you got to get creative and determined to get sleep during the day. Now, some of you guys might be like, oh, I just don't sleep during the day. Let me tell you a few things. Number one, melatonin. Number two, dark out your room. Number three, a sleep mask. Number four, a pillow over your head. It helps. Or and or earplugs. Number five, a sleep machine. The dome sleep machine is my favorite. D-O-H-M. I mean sound machine. Fuzzy socks, soft blankets, essential oil spray that... You create a ritual that allows you to feel like you're going to bed, even though you're not. 6.5 hours is the minimum for you if you're in your 20s vaginal. Seven to nine hours is your ideal. If you're in your 20s, but you had a C-section, eight hours is your minimum now. It went from 6.5 to eight. Um, If you want to take it down to 7.5, since you're in your 20s, that's fine. But once you're in your 30s, you need eight. (laughs) Um, okay. So, and this is, again, I, you double check these with your midwife, your doula, um, the people around you, but most of all, check it with your body. Okay. Like anything your doctor says, check it with your body. You're the authority here on your body. Um, okay. So yeah, if you're in your twenties and you had a C-section, your minimum amount of sleep per 24 hours is eight or 7.5. And then, um, your ideal 
is eight to 10. Um, in your thirties, if you had a vaginal seven hours minimum, the later on in your thirties, the more you want to get seven and a seven and a half or eight hours of your minimum, minimum, minimum eight to 10 is ideal. If you had a C-section and you're in your thirties, seven hours, oh, sorry, eight hours is your minimum. Okay. I must've, oops, hold on. Oh, I can't hold on. Okay. never mind. I'm recording a video. So I will just say that I'm going to go ahead and say it's seven to seven and a half minimum for if you're in your twenties and you're having a C-section, I wrote that down wrong. Okay. So I'm going to change it right now. <laughs> 7.5 minimum. If you had a C-section and you're in your twenties, eight to 10 ideal. And then if you're in your thirties and you had a vaginal, it's seven minimum, eight to 10 ideal. If you're in your thirties and you had a C-section, it's eight hours minimum and 10 to 12 is ideal. And that's per 24 hours. It doesn't just have to be at night. Okay. In your forties, if you became a mom in your late thirties or early forties, definitely, definitely. You do not want to be getting less than eight hours of sleep in a 24 hour cycle and nine to 10 hours is ideal. If it was a vaginal birth, if you had a C-section nine hours is your minimum and 10 to 12 hours is your ideal. So you might be like, this is crazy. Nobody gets that much sleep postpartum. And I'm like, have you seen the statistics? Seven out of 10 women struggle with their mental health postpartum. How much do we think sleep and low sleep is correlated with that? According to this postpartum doula who as an organization and many, many doulas and many moms throughout the Valley, I'd say there's like a dozen doulas and then hundreds of moms throughout the Valley over the years they've served, they've seen a general trend, six and a half hours of sleep or less. And those intrusive thoughts start. And the older you are and the more um, challenges physically you have to overcome in the physical physical recovery, whether it was tearing or C-section, the more help your body's going to need. And that comes in the form of sleep. So this just really shows us if you're shocked at this, I would have been too until I lived it and realized I could not function with less than eight hours of sleep this time around. No joke. And at first I was like surprised and ashamed by it, but it was to the point where I was like, there's nothing I can do about it. If I don't get eight hours of sleep, I'm going to emotionally melt down and have an intrusive thought. So for me, it wasn't even 6.5 hours. It was seven, seven and a half. I needed a full eight hours in 24 hours. What is that? One third of my waking or one third of my whole entire cycle of 24 hours was sleeping. Um, with a C-section, that's what I needed. So anyway, the shock that you might feel at this idea that you could get and need to get more sleep than like four, five, five and a half, six, the regular normalized sleep deprivation, it just goes to show how much our culture focuses on the baby and the mom. Now, I'm not saying neglect your baby. I'm saying you might not be able to take care of yourself the way you need to be taken care of and the baby. And so who can you ask for help? that you trust or who can you pay and hire to help you? Um, a sleep doula is an actual thing. Um, I wish it was covered by insurance. Ask your insurance though, because these days post pandemic, a lot of insurances are taking mental health more seriously and they're covering more. So ask them, ask them before your baby comes, if you can. Now, if you had any complications such as a postpartum hemorrhage or a hemorrhage during labor or group B strep or a long, long, long labor, you want to add an extra hour or hour and a half 
per 24-hour cycle to that minimum. So instead of 6.5 minimum in your 20s for a vaginal birth, that would be seven and a half or eight hours minimum if you had extreme complications. I remember when I was recovering physically from my post uh, postpartum hemorrhage, I hemorrhaged a quarter of my body's blood supply unexpectedly because I had had to get on Pitocin and magnesium. I had preeclampsia. So I had a few risk factors. Not everybody experiences that gratefully, but I lost so much blood and I did have a blood transfusion, but my recovery was arduous. And I was gratefully younger. I was 24. I had a lot of support and family and a husband around me. So I was able to get the sleep I needed, but yeah, add an extra hour or so of sleep per 24 hours. If you had something like that. And then remember, even when you start feeling better for the first two weeks that you start feeling more energy, I challenge you to continue sleeping as if you didn't have the energy. That is my secret. If you do that, you will feel stronger sooner overall. If you start burning, like you're, if you start feeling a little bit better and then you start using the energy rather than letting it build up, it's going to be a longer recovery overall. So that is my, my thing. Sleep like it is a life skill. Sleep like it is a medical emergency if you don't, because so many problems, including you know, physical, um, infections and complications and also mental health postpartum can be avoided with really good sleep. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And again, if you want to see this visually, cause I know it was kind of a technical episode. I did write it down for you. Go to lizzielinkston.com forward slash sleep guide. All right. And you will be able to download it and I will see you in the next episode, make sure you share this podcast with a friend. There are so many women who need this free resource right now. Even if they could never afford, you know, any sort of coaching services, please get this episode out into as many women's hands as possible. If they're pregnant, if they're thinking about conceiving, if they're postpartum, if you know that they're probably going to have more kids in the future, Hey, just wanted you to know this podcast is so amazing and it's all this free postpartum stuff and it links you to all these different professionals, gives you all these different ideas. It's amazing. And Lizzie's pretty cool too. Yeah, you could tell them that. Okay. Um, and if you don't want to share with a friend or you don't have anyone to share it with, then just write me a written review for good karma. Because karma is my boy. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Lizzie here. I've helped dozens of postpartum moms just like you to manage their postpartum anxiety and deconstruct their postpartum depression. It's really easy for me. So if you're ready to feel better, I know the way. Let's chat on the phone. Set up a time by going to lizzielangston.com forward slash consult. It's pretty simple and I will be calling you soon. family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, 
Made with Tencel. It's so breathable. With stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft. Made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.